Our learning objective is to describe the tools of monetary policy and how they work. Now, when we talk about monetary policy, we're talking about government policy that utilizes the money supply, that is the amount of money in circulation, to affect the economy. It is implemented by the Fed uh, through control of required reserves. When we talk about the Fed, we're talking about the governing body of the Federal Reserve System. And the Fed consists of uh, seven members who are appointed by the President. Monetary policy, whatever form of monetary policy is used, works ultimately through uh, the, the concept of reserves and reserve requirement. And the idea behind a reserve requirement is that each commercial bank, each of the banks that we as individuals deal with, have to keep a certain percentage of their deposits in the form of what are called reserves. And reserves are essentially cash. Reserves could also be deposits at a Federal Reserve Bank. So just like you go and deposit money in your local commercial bank, those commercial banks in turn will deposit money at the Fed. Okay, and so uh, the Fed sets reserve requirements that commercial banks have to meet always. So every two weeks they report to the Fed demonstrating that they meet their reserve requirements and there is no option to not meeting the reserve requirement. And so every time you go and deposit money into your bank, uh, you, are, uh, uh, you are causing that bank to have to hold some of that money in the form of reserves, which is, again, cash on hand or deposits at a Federal Reserve Bank. Now, there are actually three tools to, uh, to the Fed's monetary uh, policy. The first is what we call open market operations. In open market operations, the Fed will purchase uh, government securities, uh, and when they purchase government securities, uh, they are buying the government securities from banks or from individuals, and so they are in effect putting cash uh, into the system, so they are increasing the money supply. If the Fed wants to reduce the money supply, then they will sell government bonds, and the selling of government bonds will take cash out of the system. The second tool is that the Fed will loan money to banks to meet uh, their reserve requirements. Okay, and these are referred to as discount loans. And so if the Fed wants to s reduce bank activity and slow down the economy, uh, they could increase the interest rate that they charge on these loans that they make to banks, which means that it becomes more difficult for banks to meet their reserve requirements, and in turn the banks will start to lend less money to their 
customers because they have to keep more of that money on hand to assure that they meet their reserve requirements. If the Fed starts to lower the interest rate on their discount loans, then they are encouraging banks to lend out more and then the banks could borrow the money from the Fed if they need it to meet their reserve requirements. The third tool is to literally change the reserve requirement. So if the bank, if the Fed decided to increase reserve requirements, then banks would find that they've really got to cut back on their lending and conserve, conserve their cash. A reduction in the reserve requirement would be considered as stimulating to the economy. In terms of frequency of use, the Fed engages in open market operations on a daily basis. In fact, sometimes during the day they will actually place offsetting orders. And that would be because they want to try and have a little bit of concealment as to what they are actually trying to do at that point in time. The next most frequently used would be changes in the discount rate. The changes are very occasional, but they are considered very dramatic because every time the Fed changes the discount rate, it always receives substantial attention in the business news and it sends an incredibly strong signal to banks and to others as to the direction that the Fed is trying to take the economy. The least used tool is a change in the reserve requirement itself because this is considered blunt force trauma to the banking system. So if they ever re raise the reserve requirements, it would be incredibly painful on the banks. And so the Fed tries to avoid doing that. And so they don't lower the reserve requirement uh, because if they did lower it, then they might have to raise it later. And again, that would be painful. There are two rates that are similar in concept that uh, are important to understand. And that's the discount rate versus the Fed funds rate. We've already talked about the discount rate because it is the rate that the Fed charges to banks who take out loans from the Fed. Now, I mentioned that the banks have deposits at the Federal Reserve. These deposits are known as federal funds. And the banks will actually lend out these federal funds to each other. The rate that one bank charges another on a loan of federal funds is the federal funds rate. Federal fund loans are usually uh, overnight loans, but some banks find that they consistently have more reserves than they need, and one way to earn some money from these excess reserves is to lend, lend them out in the form of federal funds loans. Other banks will find that they consistently run short of reserves, and so one way to make that up is to borrow federal funds. So when you, when you think about a federal funds loan, think about all that is happening is that at, the, at a Federal Reserve Bank, they are moving money from 
one bank's account to another bank's account. Nothing actually leaves a building on a federal funds loan. Now, because banks have these two methods, among others, to meet their reserve requirements, that is, they can borrow from the Fed or they can borrow from other banks, the commercial banks will typically gravitate toward whichever is cheaper, subject to one caveat. And that is, remember, the Fed itself is both a lender of last resort to banks, so they are charged to maintain the integrity of the banking system, and they are also the regulator of banks. And so if a commercial bank starts to borrow a lot and frequently from the Fed at the discount rate, then the Federal Reserve Bank may start to say, gee, they're having a difficult time meeting their reserve requirements. Maybe they have some problems and we ought to investigate. So let's send a team of auditors to this bank. Well, as we all know, life is too short to have a bunch of auditors constantly running around your business operations. And so there will be times when the discount rate may be lower than the federal funds rate, but banks will still borrow at the federal funds rate because they don't want the scrutiny from the Federal Reserve Bank. Let's consider some true-false questions. The most frequently used tool for the Fed is open market operations. That's true. Open market operations is a daily activity. Changes in the discount rate is an occasional activity. Changes in reserve requirements is an almost never activity. When the Fed wants to stimulate the economy, it lowers the Fed funds rate. Well, that's false because the Fed funds rate is set among individual banks. The Fed has no control over the Fed funds rate. So if they want to stimulate the economy, the Fed would lower the discount rate, not the Fed funds rate. 